by split decision. Hello everyone, welcome Split Decision UK, it's another episode, it's another Monday evening, it's uh, nice to have you all joining us. Uh, Matt Clark, are you there? I'm here. Welcome, welcome, we're here to have a nice little chat about MMA today, UFC focus, but this weekend we've had we've had fighting all over the place, Bellator, bare knuckle boxing, but how are you otherwise, you ready to get into it? I'm ready to roll, Jeff, how about yourself, what have you been yeah, up to? All good mate, nothing, I had a quiet weekend, it's just been... Yeah, a bit of nice weather turned it round, so hopefully summer's here. So I'm I'm in good spirits. It's good to hear. Are you yeah. sweating like me? I am, yeah. Absolutely sweltering in here. But uh, I'm ready to talk about some MMA with you, big boy. Where yeah. should we start? I think I think we'll start with Bellator. I think Bellator were the main event leading up to this weekend, just obviously it's in London, so that means a little bit more to us. Didn't go according to plan. Well, it probably went according to plan, it was just the plan. For the whole presentation of it, it seemed a bit r- ridiculous. Yeah, it was very, very, very confusing. Like I said, it doesn't take much to confuse me, but this uh, this was pretty ridiculous, really. Did you, were you watching the prelims, Geoff? No, so you for anyone... You didn't give it a go, did you? No, anyone who doesn't know, Bellator had a show on this weekend, but to watch it, it was an absolute nightmare. I think you had the prelims, you had to watch that on the Bellator app, on your phone or your, your tablet, and then you had a couple of fights on Sky Sports, so... If you wanted to watch those ones, you had to have Sky Sports. And then after that, which I didn't even know about, you had the, a, a few, even more fights after that on Channel 5. So it was a little bit all over the place. I don't really understand what they're doing. Well, initially, it was uh, it got off to a bit of a rocky start. The fight I wanted to watch uh, was Nathan Grayson. Uh, the app weren't working at this stage. So that was the problem number one. So uh, they were like tweeting out saying, what a finish, blah, 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 to this fight. <laughs> no, Everyone's oh, like, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if I can watch it. So that was the first problem. And then they, the prelims, the, the app started to work. So I got stuck into a few of those on my late Saturday afternoon. And then it went off about 7.30. Right. Now, Getting Fabian better. Edwards and Charlie Ward were on the prelims as well. Um, but obviously, between 7.30 and 9, the app didn't seem to be working. So people couldn't see Fabian Edwards and Charlie Ward and, and others during this point. So that's problem number two. I mean, first of all, why is Fabian Edwards on the undercard anyway? I know, yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. And then the app don't work when he is on the <laughs> undercard. So that's pretty, pretty screwed up from Bellator again. Problem number three, I thought, was that Fat Sky Sports, they were classing Daly and Silver as the main event. Uh, not even alluding at all to the fact there was a title fight was on so uh, late in the evening. I turned on Sky Sports and they were talking about the main event being Daly. I didn't have a clue what was going on. Well, I thought someone got injured or someone didn't make weight or something like that. And I was yeah. scouting Twitter and everyone was as confused as me. Unbelievable, really. Then they switch up all the commentators and the desk and stuff. Yeah. It's just it's a nightmare. I'm on the picture, you know, like I use Sky Go for uh, Sky Sports. And on the picture, it's a picture of Musassi. And, you just, and he's not really? even on the start. Yeah. For like the oh, uh, Bellator show that night. And then, uh, then you stick on Channel 5 and they got, oh, I don't know. Yeah multiple issues again yeah you know i mean it can't be hard i'm no expert in television as you well be, know it can't be that hard it can't be that hard why have it on three different channels uh, i'll get what Charles moans about his espn stuff yeah yeah it, it's just great i didn't and to be fair you saved me really because i was watching sky sports thinking where's this man ain't gone i didn't even know there were more fights on channel five and you let me know so that's the only way i did get to see him 
I mean, how, how many sort of fights did you see in the end? Uh, I saw plenty on the app, but it was just the fact it cut off at seven uh, thirty. I thought there was like some kind of interval or something, and then <laughs> Sky were going to show it at eight. But yeah, ninety minutes. So uh, a fight and they missed off. <sighs> Not yeah, ideal. I mean, it's like we 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 consider ourselves like massive fans, and even I was considering sacking it, and I had to go through heaven and hell on earth to get uh, the the information of when the actual main event was going to be. So if you're a casual, you're just going to sack it off completely, aren't you? You've got no chance of watching it. I mean, I did stick with it, so I've seen a few fights. So while we're here, unless you want to give it to Bellator a little bit more, did you want to get into a few of them? Um, well, the Paul Daly, Eric Silver fight was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really good fight, actually. It, was, it could have been a main event. Well, the first round, you thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> He's going down again, and Daly's just on his back, and getting grappled and just then, goes nowhere uh, does he on the ground just doesn't go anywhere yeah it's just not his thing is it ah, 60 the, fights later second round on and uh, he sort of showed us why we all love him still He's yeah just, exactly you can't complain can you got to hand it to Silver hanging on in there but uh, yeah great fight anything tickle your fancy on there Joe what? Aaron Chalmers versus Fred Freeman obviously Fred Freeman and his 13 siblings yeah yeah What's all that about? Oh, mate, so this opened up the Channel 5 card. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, as as fighters come out, they might put up a little interesting fact, sort of uh, he's won his last six fights or he's finished eight of his ten opponents. When... I don't think Fred Freeman's done either of those two. Oh, no, well, I mean, when he came out, they said, yeah, he's got he's got 13 siblings. So that was <laughs> that was his achievement so far. Who, who signed that off? That's what I want to know. Is like, who That's... come up with that? Who signed it off? People doing the graphic must be thinking are they like having a laugh or something? And someone what? probably just snuck it in, and no one cares. But why? It's just up. I know. Biggest belief. You want to legitimize, legitimize the uh, the product to a UK fan base, and then you're putting stuff like Fred Freeman has got 13 siblings, as if it's like an achievement. I, oh yeah, I really don't know what goes on inside their heads or who they're employing. <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. fight itself was just a complete squash match he's it is what it is we know why he's there he's there to bring uh, casual eyes to the product um, Aaron Chalmers I mean and uh, yeah he's doing what he's got to do yeah he's done alright he's done alright he got a round two triangle so fair play to him <laughs> but uh, yeah shout out to Fred Freeman what else was on there Joe so what else did we have yeah uh, so we've done daily uh, James Gallagher yeah I think I think you interrupted, but James Gallagher got a unanimous decision win over Jeremiah Labiano. He's a kind of uh, love or hate figure a little bit. I'm not overly fussed myself, but he looks okay. He might have a little bit of potential, so obviously he's creating a name around himself. That always helps. And then you had Melvin Manhoof on there. Did you see that one? 43-year-old Melvin Manhoof. Yeah, yeah that's that a fun little scrap. Yeah, it'd be Kent Kalpinen, who obviously never heard of, no disrespect to him, but Manhoof... He's got he's got a big name about him in the kickboxing world and yeah look decent that was all right <laughs> and uh, the main event was a big upset this is it this is it I think the, the main event is the one that set it off obviously we had a, a few decent fights in there but the main event was a, a well they weren't that exciting but it was a big upset I, I don't know what Masasi I don't know did he look bothered really I think that's just his demeanour generally in it his style is sort of very laid back in and in and outside the cage so. 
But he's widely considered. Some people thought he was probably the best middleweight in the world, including Whitaker and Adesanya. So uh, that's an absolutely massive upset. I know he, before a fight, I think he was about six to one on. So uh, yeah, he's you got to hand it to Lovato as well. Um, I did well. We we didn't really sort of give him a chance, did we? But I think that's more down to we haven't really seen too much of him, and he's sort of his back catalogue doesn't sort of pose the amount of names that Musashi has. So, but yeah, impressive. Look, it's forward to see him sort of move on in the division and uh Masassi though not sure what he does probably don't fancy much more does he <laughs> yeah I don't know you could get a rematch in there probably it was a split decision so there's a little bit of, of leeway there for Musassi probably I mean once you've left the UFC you've left that the big leagues you're now in these lower leagues slightly at the tail end of your career I don't know are you overly fussed about championship belts is that is that the main focus right now when you've got an eye towards retirement in well, max like five years? He'll probably be done in at least five years. So probably, yeah, like you say, he's not overly fussed. Obviously, he's a fighter, so that always, that's always going to hurt a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. It's decent to see where Lovato Jr. goes from here. I mean, it'd be quite good to see a sort of a, a, a jiu-jitsu ace. Obviously, he's, a, he's a, a legend in that world be quite good to see him picking up wins and being a defending champ in Bellator and make, maybe making the move over. I do enjoy when you get those sort of specialist fighters in there. I think it adds to the mix. Well, I think you've said it before, like, sort of just in conversation with myself outside of recording the bat that you think jiu-jitsu is making a comeback in MMA, didn't you? And that it's going to, that is the next sort of discipline that's going to sort of dominate. A little so, bit, a little bit. I think you are seeing that sort of uh, roots of that coming through, but... Uh, Obviously, everyone else is going to look to evolve at the same time. So I don't know if it will take over. Not backtracking, but yeah, I think you are definitely going to see a lot more people coming in with those specialities because it, these things go in cycles. So that's my well, prediction. Well, you're already right. You've got a champion. You've got uh, Ryan Hall in there. You've got, uh, what's his chops over in one? Crone Gary, in uh, USC got, as well. Yeah, Crone and Gary Tonin and stuff. So they're already making their mark. So yeah, it's a decent prediction that, Joe. But all in all decent event i think they're a bit long i've got to say they probably are too, long. Many, too many fights you get a bit exhausted when you even when you're watching at home so when you're there it's probably a bit more uh sort of tiring to sit and watch and keep uh the energy levels up I've, yeah i think cutting down to 10 11 fight-wise. to watch as well just put it on one channel or maybe put a couple of prelims on the app but otherwise put it on one channel and i think that'd be yeah. going all right yeah, I mean, get it on the app for the prelims by all means because it's free and it's easily accessible. But fucking it, put it on two channels without even sort of explaining to people at the end of the Sky one that, yeah, move over to Channel 5 now. It's, yeah, unbelievable. All right, so move, moving on from the shambles that was Bellator, we did have some <laughs> UFC. At least they know how to do it properly, so we might as well move on to the results of those. Start with the main event, Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung. He's back, back with a bang, beat... Moicano, who I picked to win, actually. You you pulled one out. You picked Chang Sung Jung to get it done. Round one, round one, 58 seconds. Were you, is that what you were thinking? No, I said it would draw him out into a long brawl, into the 4-4-5th. Four, four, uh, Still. He dragged him into a brawl, but just a, a very quick one. Yeah, it was crazy. Finish, though, crazy, it? really. Yeah. He, looked, he looked tremendous. Obviously, he didn't, get, didn't have a chance to get hit or do anything, but... <clears throat> What he did do, amazing. You can't you can't fault fifty eight seconds, can you? So after his sort of long hiatus, he's starting to get a little bit of rhythm back into him. You're gonna see him in some crazy fights. I think I've seen that he's main evented like 
his last six fights or something like that so everyone knows his value I think you're going to see some top draw fights out of him and if he can finish someone before they finish him which is generally generally how his, how his fights go if he can do that for a few fights in a row he might, he might be right up there for a, a big money sort of title shot well if you think about it if he, in his last fight he was a second away from getting a win and that's yeah. one second away from three wins off a what four year break which is pretty unbelievable with the level of competition he's come back and fought as well so and Moikano, what was he, number five? Well, so yeah, he just lost him to... Well up uh, there, didn't it? He's got something about him, Korean Zombie. Everyone likes him. He can't speak a word of English as far as I can tell, but he's got... I reckon he can. He, he translates for some reason. He's just got that style. He's got that, that look about him. And uh, I've, like you say, he's main evented, what, six or five of his last however many fights. Yes. He's a star, and I think put him in an eliminator next, to be honest. Or at least uh, one before an eliminator, maybe an Aldo rematch, something like that. I mean, wh- where do you see him going next? Obviously, it's a bit convoluted at the top of the featherweight division at the minute. A lot going on, uh, so we can't really sort of jump the queue too much. But uh, he's certainly up there. Yeah, definitely. I think eliminator is a way to go. Obviously, they're, they're never official like that, are they? But if he fights a top six, well, obviously, he already has. But yeah, if he fights a top two, top three sort of fighter, Aldo, as you say, he's just got to win, so... So yeah, I think you you throw him in against the big dogs, and even if you don't, we're all going to tune in to watch him. He can sell, if you like, or you can he- make him headline cards as he's proven. So big setback for Moicano, though. He said whoever loses this is well out of the picture for a, for a long while. Um, back to the drawing ball for him. It's yeah, hard to take a uh, defeat that sort of that quick into it as well. Yeah, it's a shame. And coming off of his, of his last defeat, where where he's come out and he's, he said that that put a big change in him he, sort of, he feels like that helped him almost that defeat and I like him I like him as a person he seems he seems decent he's a good fighter as well but yeah devastating this one he's kind of well you're right down the, right down back of the pile now and you sort of, are you fighting top tens are you fighting newcomers are you, I don't know it's, it's, it's always a difficult place to be when you've lost that two on the bounce against your sort of title competitors you're just you're just out of the mix now aren't you yeah, well, for the time being, at least. I mean, I think yeah, he, of course. He, he does have the class to come back. It's just, uh, it is tough, like you say, with so many youngsters coming through in Ortega, Zabit, uh, Korean Zombie himself. So it will be difficult, but um, I fully expect him to come back um, better and stronger, young Joe. <laughs> what else did you like on this fight? Well, this we had the People's Main Event last week. Oh, yeah. Not last week, a couple of weeks ago, sorry. So I think this, this week it was kind of this fight... Uh, this was the, the the British main event, if you like, Molly McCann, fast becoming a, a hero over these parts, a bit of a sort of a legend. Uh, picked up a, a, a beautiful win, amazing performance against Ariane Lipsky, who the the queen of violence, it's dangerous. UFC brought her in to to be a contender, really. I think they like her, but McCann, she wasn't having none of it, and she got a cracking, well deserved unanimous decision decision win. Got on the mic after, smashed it there as well. I was. Fully invested, and in I'm so invested in her going going forward. I think she's sort of, she might even be sort of top fifteen now, and before you know it, she's going to be getting title shots and getting paid a quite a handsome wedge, I would say, with her personality and her her fan base as well, definitely to go with it. Well, you could see signs of it, couldn't you? The Yanks were getting behind her, uh, chanting meatball. Yeah, they love her already, don't they? Yeah, so. UFC, that will not go unnoticed, you feel, particularly in a division that's uh, still making its way. It's relatively thin. I mean, you look at Joanne Caldwood, got an eliminator pretty much after beating Lipsky. So that's, like you say, definitely top 15 now, McCann. I like that fight, to be honest. Battle of Britain, Jojo and McCann. 
Yeah, and at the moment on on the trajectories, they're both on. You've got a fancy McCann in that, haven't you? I think. I mean, she's always an underdog. I think she's been an underdog in the past few fights as she's worked her way up into the UFC and she's overcome all them odds. I'd expect her to be an underdog underdog against Calderwood as well, purely for that that experience and that proven skill that you've got there. But I'll back her to pull that one off. Yeah, I mean, she's certainly showing like different aspects to her game as well, isn't it? That big takedown in the end of the second round. Yeah, huge. Not the crowd and all. Uh, got the got the mountain position probably a bit too late in the round, but it still nonetheless shows her sort of varying arsenal. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think she would probably beat Caldwood. I mean, I was pretty foolhardy to back against her in this fight. Um, I was proved totally wrong. I thought Lipsky would have too many tools for her. But um, McCann has shown that she's using her time away from the cage between fights to improve sort of astronomically and it's paying dividends really definitely and I think it's only bright things ahead for her I think if we quickly quickly scoop back to the to the main card we had Randy Brown up against Brian Barbarina uh, I backed Barbarina I think you might have, might have done as well Matthew for yeah, to get this done we were all on board after his last performance but Randy Brown looked really good I thought actually he looked impressive just didn't allow Barbarina to really play his game he was he was too quick and he was always first he was always landing that first shot and then that's a Towards the end of the fight, he started to counter him as well. So, Randy Brown looked really good, actually. It'd be interesting to see if he can put a few wins together. Before that, you had Andre Yule. This got booted up because I think we lost a fight this weekend, didn't we? Can you remember which one it was? Uh, Lineker and Font, it was. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that would have been a good fight, wouldn't it? So, this one got bumped up. Andre Yule against Anderson De Santos. Uh, Yule obviously lost to Nathaniel Wood. Looking to bounce back against De Santos. And he, and he did. He got a unanimous decision. It was a good fight, actually. A bit of a all-out brawl at times. Thought you all deserved it to get the decision, but it was a pretty good fight, as I say. So, uh, after you're losing to Nathaniel Wood, I think that actually shines quite a good, a good light on how good Wood is because you all looked impressive in this one. You also had, in the uh, women's flyway, Andrea Lee beat Montana De La Rosa. I thought De La Rosa might get this one done, but Andrea, Andrea Lee sort of pieced her up, really, for most of the fight. Uh, beat her up pretty bad. Montana uh, De La Rosa had a lot, a lot of cuts. There was quite a bit of blood showing. I was, do you know what? I was quite impressed with Andrea Lee. So I think she's put a good few wins together now. I think she might be throwing her name into that flyweight uh, title contention there. But Matthew, we, we mentioned Molly Can being Molly McCann being sort of the main event of this weekend. The other one I was super looking forward to was Jezinho Rosenstruck up against Alan Crowder. Did you get to see this one? Yeah, I did. Blink and you'll miss it. Blink and you'll miss it, indeed. Uh, yeah, you were bigging him up. I couldn't remember who he was, and you've absolutely nailed it. He's got some bad bombs in his hands there, hasn't he? It was crazy, wasn't it? What, nine seconds it was. I think, what was it, second fastest KO ever. Dropped him with a jab. Uh, he was still, he wasn't unconscious, but dropped him, and then put him unconscious with the biggest hammer fist. It was a, wow. Hammer fist all the way from Suriname. <laughs> Indeed, it was. I mean, it just shows you like Greg Hardy was throwing everything he could at uh, old Alan Crowder, and he sort of ate it up. And yeah, I know. It's one, scary. One, one little tap from Big Jarzino, and it's lights out. So maybe that's a match to make. I don't, I don't think they'd want to do that to Greg Hardy at the moment. Yeah, you probably you're probably right, but you'd like to see it, though, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, definitely for that reason. But I'm. Yeah, I'm all over Rosenstruck at the moment. So, yeah, maybe go in. Is give, this uh, his give Greg Hardy what's fight? coming to him. Sorry to interrupt. Is this his second fight? 
in the UFC. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he was eight and zero, seven and zero. So, are they all finishes? Are they? I think they're pretty much <laughs> all finishes. Yeah, but I think he was a kickboxer. I think he's got maybe 50, 60 fights in kickboxing. So that's where his background comes from. And I think he's he's looking, obviously, along with a lot of other African and Af- African-based athletes, fighters, he's coming over and looking to fly, fly the flag. And I fully expect him to be sort of main card in pretty decent cards within, within another couple of fights. I reckon he'll probably get a few more in before the end of the year, maybe, at this rate, anyway. Yeah, he it's a terrifying individual. <laughs> yeah, well, you need fresh blood in the heavyweights, didn't you? So um, yeah, I, I fully expect to see him being uh, fed a couple of old old lions at some point soon. Yeah, definitely. But Dan Ige, he beat, he picked up another win, beat Kevin Aguilar. This was another cracking fight. This was prelims. This closed that out. So they're both chugging mon- along, old Ige, isn't he? He is, and he's so what. Aguilar is no joke as well. He's a bit of a monster. He's got one hell of a chin on him. Took everything Ige threw at him and diff some back of his own but yeah he's just he's creeping up there like you say now but Matt Wyman he made his return it didn't go well did it well this is it I think we saved saved this one till last not for any reason but not sure about this one I don't know if Wyman really looked like he should have been in there it's a weird thing very stum about what he's been doing his way and why he's back and stuff And but yeah it, it, it was it showed didn't it it, it was really sad to see and it's quite hard to watch that's you know that's my thoughts exactly. I was sitting there like I, I don't know why this why this is happening. Why is that why they picked Lewis Pena? Like what's the point here really? Do you know what I mean? Well, the only thing I could think of is to make a name off someone who's quite well known in the MMA community in Wyman. I suppose uh, should should his corner be sending him out for the third? And well, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. Can you deny him? This is probably his last one ever. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's it's easy for us to sit here and say stuff like that, isn't it? But yeah, um, definitely. in the heat of the moment, you've only got a minute to work. But yeah, difficult to see. Good win for Violent Bob Ross, though. It was, yeah, he looked tremendous, didn't he? But I think he has his limitations. Who knows? He's still on the come up, so he might might turn out good. But I don't think you can really judge him too much on this fight. Yeah, from memory, his last one, he was quite disappointing. Um, I can't remember if he won or lost. It but was, it was... Uh, was it Crone? Nah. No. Right, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, 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 I remember sort of being a bit disappointed by his performance last time out, but yeah, you can't put too much into it, I think, like you say, just from the last uh, fight with Wyman. He just didn't look like he wanted to be there. Yeah, no, I'm with you, but I think that wraps up the UFC in terms of our predictions. Not a great week for both of us, but it is a draw, so I maintain my slender lead. We've both got three picks out of seven right there. I was looking at I was looking at yours actually, and I think you left a, few, a couple out there. Definitely, I mean, you, somehow you didn't back Meatball this week. You went against us, so I mean, you, if you just kept the faith, you'd you'd be back level now. Oh well, I've, I've explained my my reasons for it, um, and I was happy it, yeah? to be proven wrong. Yeah, I was happy to be proven wrong. All right, nice, nice. I would, I reckon subconsciously I knew all the English fighters we'd been backing were losing, so I thought, you know what, if I back Lipsky, we can't get this done. So. Uh, and it works out for her. You could be right. You might have to carry on doing that now you said it, just for touch wood's sake. Yeah. But um so I think going forward though, we, we should just do like like the main card or something like that. Get, yeah, get keep, a keep, rules going, you know what I mean? Keep our hearts out of it. Yeah. But oh, uh I feel you. Three two, I'm still in it. Next week's gonna be tricky. Not a great deal of known names there, but um 
I'll do my research, Joe. I'm on your tail. <laughs> Before we get on to next week, there were that's even more fights at the weekend. Bare knuckle boxing, the one we've all been waiting for, Artem Lobov, up against uh, Paulie Malianagi. Artem only went and pulled it off decision as well. He went all, what was it, five rounds, got the decision on. Yeah, you got to give him props, didn't you? Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> just I mean, beat a former world champion boxer. I mean, obviously, it's a slightly different sport, but you, you have to give him his due there. I watched a bit of it today. It, it, it was, a, yeah, I don't really know what to say. But I don't really understand the sort of technicalities of uh, bare knuckle boxing, what the difference is apart from sort of like the gloves, obviously, and the distance and thing. But uh, yeah, it was impressive enough. I, I don't know how they go to fights. I mean, they're only two minutes the round, so it's hard to sort of get a foothold in each round. But yeah, did you manage to see it? No, I've seen a couple of clips here and here. I'm not. I'm not going to go search thing, it for No, I mean, it was it's, it was entertaining to about it and, and sort of be looking at the build-up, I, I guess. Got a little bit unsavoury at times, but yeah, I guess it's kind of funny that Artem's won. It scuffers, I think it's brilliant it for, uh, for MMA. Yeah, it, well, of, of course, it shines a very good light on MMA, doesn't it? But it kind of just scuppers Paulie's plans. We were saying beforehand, not quite sure why he's doing this and if it goes tits up it could well it's not going to look make him look great is it and as it is he doesn't come out of it looking too great does he with particularly with his antics beforehand I mean he didn't even back it up and win essentially oh yeah he's completely done himself over I mean where does he go from here obviously he'll just have to take it on the chin he's still he's moaning about the decision as well yeah, I'm sure he is yeah he, he's on paper, he shouldn't be going to a decision, should he? So, but no, and I, I think it played out like we kind of thought it would. Paulie looked probably more effective at first, and then Artem pulled it back later in the rounds. But I think most sensible people could see that coming, if I'm honest. Yeah, like we say, great for MMA. Shines a good light on them. I don't really know what else to add on that, though, Joe. Bare well, knuckle wise. Also on there, you had the Dakota Cochran beat Chris Lieben my decision so I'll just leave that one out there and that's that who's getting a Safawa then yep so Safawa time Simon Safarov award for outstanding achievement it is my pick this week there's a few in there that uh, yeah there's a few nominations I thought Rosenstruck obviously he's my he's my latest hero I, I, I change him pretty often but he's my my one at the moment and I was very impressed with him so I'm, I'm going to give him a special mention I think you mentioned earlier, good shout, Bellator just being a little bit shit. That could get a mention. Yeah, um, I'll sort of piggybacking on the Bellator sort of train, so to speak. I think Fred Freeman definitely needs one. He needs a nomination. <laughs> Fred Freeman or the, or his little fact? They they come as one. They come as one. Okay, Fred, yeah. Fred Fred Freeman, one of 14 children. <laughs> but he's got to get in there, hasn't he? Yeah. Or whoever commissioned that bit of graphic. Yeah, that's a great shout as well, actually. Uh, Artem, you could say, I mean, overcome the odds, uh, maybe, but yeah, decent win for Artem. But you know what? It's been a while since we had a sort of negative award. We obviously give them out both ways, but I'm I'm, I'm going to make it even longer because Molly Meatball McCann, for, for what she did this weekend, she was the first English female to win in the USC not too long ago. She's now got two fights, two wins under her belt, so, belt already. So I think for, for what she did, I think... You mentioned it briefly, but when she got the takedown and then she looked to the crowd and she said, yeah, check that out. I thought that was brilliant. So I think for overall, the whole week, 
on our Instagram and all that shebang. Molly McCann is this week's Simon Safferov Award for Outstanding Achievement winner. Worthy winner, Joe. Yeah, 100%. It's like a coming-of-age sort of party, wasn't it? I think she's sort of announced herself now. The fact it was in America as well. Everyone knows who she is now, for sure. I think you're right. All right, then, quickly, should we have a look at a little bit of news? We'll start with uh, Henry Cejudo, shall we? The triple champ. Yeah, where where do you want to go with him? I mean, he was calling out Lomachenko after the (laughs) bare knuckle boxing, which is... Madness? uh, If he's going to find me bare knuckle boxing, it's uh, absolute madness, yeah. But in an MMA fight, he absolutely wipes the floor with Lomachenko, though, doesn't he? I think this was based on Lomachenko. uh, He's been film training at Muay Thai out in Thailand. Yeah, and I think he was brought up doing wrestling and all kinds of mat- like strange things. Dancing, I think he did as well. Yeah. Um, that's not that strange, obviously, but I think his uh, father was a little bit of an eccentric when it came to educating him in his sort of athletic endeavours. But uh, yeah, otherwise, Sahudo, I mean, that's crazy. That's not going to happen. Sahudo is out until the new year. He's got shoulder surgery. So what do you make of that? That's to be expected anyway, wasn't it? Was he going to fight before the new year? I don't think so. It's the fact he's got two belts being held up now and it just throws more sort of doubt over the flyweight division. They'll probably have to introduce uh, an interim for the bantamweights now as well. I think it's just interesting because you've got like a high level sort of almost an eliminator coming up this weekend in flyweights in Formiga and Benavidez. Benavidez, of course, has a win over Cejudo. I, I, th- I thought he could have a good shout of actually facing Cejudo for the flyweight belt, but I, I really don't think that's going to happen now and they've got to get rid of him now, surely. I mean, what, what are they going to do? Because if he's going to defend a belt, it's going to be bantamweight, isn't it? You could strip when him. He you could strip him. What, fly away? And they just... I, I know there's not a lot sense. there. I know there's not a lot there, but I think if you could strip him and crown someone, the champion, have have a couple of blokes fight for the for the belt, make crown a champion, I think all yep. of a sudden that division becomes more attractive. I think it might... I think it's too late to give up on flyweight now, personally. I think it's been there. It started to grow. The kind of the train started off down the tracks, and now you're trying now you're trying to pull it out. I think it's too late for that. I think you've got to stick with it because I think if you look at divisions like featherweight, bantamweight, look how exciting they are nowadays. And you know you still see see people saying they don't like the lighter weights, but I mean you look at divisions and it's crazy to say you don't like them fights. And I think it's only a matter of time before the flyweight division goes down that route as well. So if it, if it was me, I would just stick with it. And run it properly. Let let someone fight for the belt. Let multiple people fight for the belt thereafter. And I think that can only grow because I think there's plenty of people out there. If you look at one, their sort of flyweight division out there and, and surrounding divisions are massive. So I would stick with it personally. But who knows? Yeah, I think you make a good point there, Joe. It's it does seem a shame. It's just I think the way that they're going with it is it doesn't help that Demetrius Johnson, the best in that division leaves the minute he loses or is traded the minute he loses and then Sudo moves up as soon as he wins it so that doesn't help things um, but the fact they've only got like 12 active flyweights or whatever it is doesn't help it just shows you that surely they're thinking of shutting it down but uh, it seems a shame that you say they've come this far they might as well try and make the most of it but I, I think it looks bad for them yeah. Yeah, you may well be right, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see on that one for the moment. So, on that, should we get on to the next week's, well, this weekend's UFC? Obviously, we talked about Formiga and Benavidez there. Did you want to talk about them first, or did you want to start up and go down? No, we might, we might as well start with the main event, because that's pretty much all this, this card is about. 
coming at us from the Target Centre in Minneapolis, Minnesota, if you're interested. So what we got, main event, Francis Ngannou, JDS, massive heavyweight clash. This is a crazy, crazy fight on a otherwise quiet-looking card, but can't wait for this on its own. Francis coming off, beat Kane last time out, and Blade, since he lost to Lewis and Stipe, he's reinvigorated, he's back on a charge. JDS, not looking too bad himself. He's won three in a row, actually, so he's beaten Lewis, two of us, and Ivanov. What do you make of this one? I'm probably going to go with Frankie at the moment. I think it's hard to not back him. It is, um, isn't it? He's 4 to 11, JDS 15 to 8, they're number 2 and 3 in the rankings. Um, the only thing. <laughs> Francis has got his confidence back now, and he? That's what's evident, and that's why he seems to be winning and winning early. And but the only thing that worries me is that we haven't seen him grapple since the Stipe fight. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So we, we just genuinely don't know what it's like. If he's improved there, you would think that he is working on it. You would hope that he's working on it, and you would hope that he improved on it. But we, we don't know. Uh, JDS will have the advantage in that department, and he's also got the championship uh, experience, former champ, of course. So... That, that wily old head would be uh, very wise to start grappling, I think, to tire out Francis early and then uh, see where he goes from there. Because you, you do feel that JDS is a bit more chinny uh, this sort of stage of his career. And I think if, if Francis lands on him, it could be lights out and it could be an early night. But yeah. I'm with you. I think I've gone for Francis for a, a round one KO. Yeah, I would probably think the same as well. I mean, just to add to your comments and give JDS a little bit more credit, he has got brilliant boxing himself and, and he's got some knockout power as well. So he does have a chance. I'm not writing him off completely, but it's, you know, if you're looking at the percentages sort of thing, it, you've got to be thinking Ngannou's going to KO him. Because if you look at the Kane fight, he barely touched him, did he? So, mm. yeah, all day long. Yeah, I think it's just JDS is a bit more sort of torn, and he? He's been through a, he a, a lot of battles. And yeah, Francis is sort of uh, young, really, in his sort of career. Sort of, um, you feel like if he does land, it could be over early. But if it is a boxing match, that is. So, so I'd like to see JDS sort of try and grapple him a bit and uh, get it to the floor. But I'm leaning towards Big Francis, Sorry. and probably a number one contender fight. Right, there's a bit more clarity in heavyweight now. No Brock Lesnar sort of uh, screwing things up for everybody. So I reckon Francis or JDS, the winner, will get the winner of the heavyweight fight in a couple of months. Yeah, you reckon? Do you think Cormier wants to fight Ngannou in his last fight? Penultimate fight? Um, well, he'd go for something else instead, wouldn't he? If he could? Well, I, I think if he wins, he could potentially retire anyway. Cormier. Yeah, yeah he could do, That's couldn't he? That's a big hit for as well. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. It's like getting past Stipe. And, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like there's a lot more clarity there. Jones ain't moving up. Uh, if anything, I think Cormier is more likely to move down to light heavyweight for one last crack at Jones. So, I, I, yeah, I think this is a number contender fight. Yeah, got to agree. What else should we, should we throw one in? Welterweight, Meyer, Damian Meyer. We're big fans of his. Up against Anthony Rocco Martin, who's on four-fight win streak against some half-decent names. Damian Meyer. We don't really need to say too much about him. He's lost to sort of the three best in that division and everyone else he wraps up and chokes out. So... Yeah, what more can you say? I think, you know, Rocco Martins looked good. He's on a little bit of a, a trail. He was calling he was calling someone out not too long ago, wasn't he? Like Usman or someone like that. So he obviously... Lawler, wasn't it? Yeah, was it Lawler? He was looking for a big fight. So, you know, he clearly, he's got a bit about him. But 
I'm looking forward to Damian Meyer doing a little bit of work this weekend, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think the age could be a factor. Uh, Martin's 29 and Meyer's 41 now, so... And he is a jiu-jitsu uh, black belt as well, I did see, so he's you know, got a decent little bit there. Yeah, he, he does seem quite well-rounded level. looking at his record as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Uh, good chance to crack the top 10. Meyer's down at uh, number 12, Martin unranked, so this is a perfect opportunity to sort of climb the ranks off of uh, Meyer's name, his big name. Uh, Meyer, you've got to feel sorry for his last three losses before Lyman Goodfire was T-Wood former champion Cole interim champion and Usman the champion <laughs> yeah. so, so it's a tough go them three in it so um, and stylistically completely sort of unfavourable for him um, this one I've got to say I don't know a great deal about Rocco Martin so for that fact alone I've got to go with Meyer I've gone for a round two sub I'll go round one <laughs> <laughs> Not many fights on here, is there, like name-wise? So there isn't. Probably, it'll probably be a great card, but with regards to previewing, uh, there's not too many to get through. Um, is there anyone you want to throw at me? I'll give you a couple if you want them. Okay, one at a time. All right, so Roosevelt Roberts is up against Vink Pinchill. The only one I really know is Roosevelt Roberts because I saw his last fight against Thomas Gifford. He's 8-0. and He came out of the Contender Series. Lightweight, looks a decent prospect if you can put it together. Obviously, he's got a great name. He's got good hair as well. So, be interesting to, to yeah see how that one goes down. How many, how many siblings you got, though? I'm not quite sure about the siblings, but if it's above 10, then he's got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> On the Fred Freeman logic, anyway. The Fred Freeman scale of logic. Uh, did you see winning it, did you say? I'll probably go Roberts, because he, he looks decent and he's inexperienced. So, you know, they, they usually pick up pick up the pace quite quickly once they hit the UFC so I'd like to see Roberts do that keep his unbeaten record and that would be a nice little hype in there uh, another contender series lad fighting Paul Craig he seems, be, he seems to be the uh, the gatekeeper for the, the contender series <laughs> unbeaten <laughs> light heavyweights and he's fighting Alonzo Minefield who's a 2-5 to favourite Paul Craig 7-4 coming off that another late uh, sub win how do you see this one going Joe I mean I can't say I too, know too much about Minefield, but um, he seems like a good prospect. Eight and zero. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty got quite a decent power. One lost by a TKO in the first round, so that says a fair bit. I think it's going to go one or two ways. I think, unfortunately, Paul Craig maybe takes a dig early on, <laughs> or if he pulls off another amazing submission later on, and I'd much rather see the latter. But that kind of tends to be a little bit how they go. I mean. Jimmy Crute submitted him, but otherwise he does fight killers. I mean, he's fought Tyson Pedro, Khalil Roundtree, Jimmy Crute, and uh, that Kennedy geezer. So, yeah, he fights he fight some absolute monsters up against Minefield this week. Yeah, I don't know. Um, don't know. He seems to be exchanging wins and losses at a minute, one for one. And and on the Joe Elflane scale of logic, that means he's going to lose the next one, unfortunately. It is a tried and tested piece of logic, unfortunately, yeah, like you say, but is what it is to coin a common phrase at the moment yeah Benavides Formiga should we get into it yeah go on then so Benavides 1-2 to two, Formiga 6-4 to four. can't really split him he's just got that win over Cejudo isn't he that's his sort of money in the bank he's, he can always say that it was a pretty contested decision really or contentious should I say but he won nonetheless so he's always got that sort of trump card so if he keeps on winning at flyaway he can keep calling him out and I think he 
if like you they um, they want to keep the flyweights around he's going to be looking to get a title shot off Cejudo with the fight itself though Formiga's four wins on the bounce Cejudo Cejudo Benavidez though I think gets it done with decision yeah it's interesting really because I haven't seen too much of Formiga that I remember but he has got four wins on the bounce as you just mentioned I think he's what number one or two in that division well yeah these are the two sort of right up there in the yeah minute. so He's obviously there for a reason, isn't he? Benavidez, slightly up and down. I don't know if that would be unfair to say. Yeah, when he lost to Sergio Pettis, he just looked flat. I mean, he'd been out for a while. Uh, Pettis won quite a clear decision. Uh, since then, he's won two. But, yeah, right, he's a bit up and down. Doesn't sort of, sort of uh, set the world alight on some of his fights. But, like I say, he's got that win over Cejudo. So, that's the... That's the trump card for him. Get another win here. That's the only way you can go is a title fight. Yeah, I, I might just have to bottle this pick, Matthew. I'm going to have to put a little bit more thought into it and we'll get them out later in the week. Um, you probably need to do the same as well, don't you? So, I'm well, gonna, yeah, I'm going to have to bottle this one. Well, that's what I tried to do with the uh, Vince Pinchall one. I just sort of <laughs> didn't say anything and I said, what about this guy that Paul Craig's fighting? And then did, just moved yeah. on. Now you mentioned that, that was quite crafty it, it was crafty wasn't yeah, it? But that one. There, there's nothing in the rules that says we have to do our picks on the pod so they come out later in the week so yeah, uh, fair shot yeah fair play fair play yeah, I mean there's obviously no real rule book but yeah it doesn't exist but no we've got a mental one <laughs> any others on there Joe I mean like I said it's not a star packed na- name wise um, card as such Anything else there tickles your fancy? No, I know you're right. So I think I think that is it for me. I think we've picked out a few there, but I think obviously we had a big weekend this weekend, so we got into plenty of that. As far as the fights that go this coming week, it's just it's all about Frankie JDS for me, and then a little dash of Meyer as well. Hopefully, if he gets the win, if he loses, I'll be quite disappointed. But other than that, looking forward to the main event, and I think it'll be you know whichever way it goes, that's going to be a big. It's going to be big in sort of the narrative of the the future of the heavyweight division. So, I think yeah, all about that that main event. So I think we leave that leave that there. Yeah, I mean everyone loves JDS, and it yeah, nicest guy in the world. Um, if he wins, happy days. It's a sort of Cinderella story. Gets another title shot. If Francis wins, it's uh, he, he could try and get his revenge and sort of have that comeback trial that we said at the beginning of the year. We'd like to see him do it, sort of turn it around, and he's he's halfway to doing that. So. Yeah, it'd be an interesting story to see whatever happens. All right then, Matthew. Well, I think we'll leave this one there then. If we must. Okay, well, it's been a, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you for your company. And thank you very much <laughs> to everyone listening as well. We are Split Us in UK. You can find us under that name on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you also, if you search for that in your various sort of uh, podcast apps, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Split Decision UK in there, you'll be able to find us. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Oh, bye. Lighters. Bye.